Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy. Obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malalu. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country, and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by. Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Stopper joining you in the 630 Chad Global Studios. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Trusted by 630 Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. We're going to have some fun on today's show. By the way, is there ever a more appropriate song at this time of year than that song? It's a great song uh, for uh, us old schoolers out there that... Uh, had an affinity for one Don Henley. Coming up on today's show, uh, my play-by-play partner from the Oilers Radio Network, Jack Michaels, will slide into studio, and we will discuss all things Oilers. We'll have some thoughts and some projections coming up uh, into the season, areas that the team is obviously... And there were a lot of them last year that are going to have to be uh, vastly improved for Edmonton to get back into the playoff mix. Our producer, Brad Whisker, is going to step in for a couple different segments with us today, as well as he's been uh, helping us out here over the last month on the show. I think we're closing in 
Uh, I've got to talk to Sid Smith, but uh, closing in on uh, bringing in a, uh, a young gun uh, to replace uh, Brendan Ulrich, who's gone into Tales for Sales for uh, this, uh, this building. I might need to uh, turn, uh, turn that uh, volume down on that, uh, on that phone there. Uh, anyhow, here's how you get hold of us. Uh, you can reach us at any time on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. April Wine, September, 20, uh, September 2nd. That's September 2nd. And they've also got Steve Earle and the Dukes, the 30th anniversary of Copperhead Road. Man, I'm getting old. I remember when that, when that came out, uh, September 23rd at the River Cree Resort and Casino, who, by the way, um, the whole Sunday spiel with uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers uh, will be making three visits this year out uh, into our region, one in the county of Strathcona. And I was a uh, Strathcona warrior in Pee Wee and Bantam AA. So uh, they're out in the county of Strathcona. Jack Michaels lives out in the county of Strathcona as well. Uh, LaDuke. And who uh, we used to play all the time in the old Highway 14 League back in the day. And uh, and then out at Enoch as well, out at the River Creek. So we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, you can email us at oilersnow at 630chad.com. And you can text us at any time. 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, visit Westlock Ford's website at westlockford.com. And... Uh, you know what? It's worth the drive to get your new ride. Go down to West Lock Ford. Visit our friend Paul Olson. He will take care of you. You can uh, visit us on Twitter as well, at Oilers Now. Uh, you can reach me, Bob underscore Stoffer, and producer Brad at producer Brad W. A reminder that Stoffer Inspector every Thursday during the summer for Horse Racing Alberta. I know it's at the Canadian Derby on, thir- on uh, Saturday. It'll be the last Canadian Derby at Northlands Park. Going to be very intrigued to see... Uh, what improvements will be uh, taking place at the new horse racing venue out by the airport coming up this upcoming season. Uh, 7,000 men and women currently employed in the horse racing industry in the province of Alberta. Well, yesterday on Oilers Now, uh, we had uh, Rob Brown join us. He, of course, is from the Oilers Radio Network. He's our Inside the Game analyst. Bob Nicholson is the CEO of the Oilers Entertainment Group. He's also vice president. And uh, we're going to go to a couple of those clips first. Just some interesting thoughts about the power play and uh, specific to the arrival because certainly, you know, Glenn Gullitson, experienced NHL head coach, uh, has a better record than Bill Peters who went into Calgary uh, to replace Gullitson in Calgary. Uh, Gullitson stops in Dallas and Calgary as an NHL head coach. Uh, he will be an assistant on the Oilers staff. Uh, so too will Trent Yanni out of uh, the Anaheim organization, and uh, he'll be taking over the defense. Five of the last six years that Yanni's been an NHL assistant coach where he's headed up penalty-killing units. His teams have been in the top five. Manny Viveros uh, comes uh, former leader draft choice, well-known in uh, these parts from his days as a player. Uh, very good uh, offensive skill defenseman back in the day. And that's something that Rob Brown highlighted when he was on our show yesterday, talking about what Viveros may be able to do to assist um, the Oilers' uh, power play. Well, one, he ran power plays when he played. Um, he was a great junior hockey player, and if Manny Viveros would have been born 25 years later, he would have starred in the National Hockey League. He, he was around when teams drafted guys that were six foot two, 240 pounds playing defense. Manny Viveros is smart. He could play in today's game and be very, very good. Uh, so when you have a guy that's running a power play, you want to have been on the power play because he knows what works, what doesn't work. He knows when he watches video why things are happening the way they're happening. 
He understands what players see. When you get a guy running a power play that's never done it in his life, well, he doesn't see the game the same way as a Connor McDavid, as a Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, they see the game differently. You've got to be able to see through their eyes to be able to make the power play work for them. And, and the success he's had, now I know that junior is different, but still success is success. And you've got to be better than the players you're playing against and the teams that you're coaching against. So Viva Rosa will be good that way. And again, Yanni, he knows what it's like to be on a penalty kill. So I, I think that's going to be a difference. You know as well as I do in the National Hockey League, the way the games are called, you can win simply by having better specialty teams and better goaltending. Yep. And last year the Oilers had neither. And that's why they didn't make the playoffs. That's Rob Browner, Inside the Game Analyst. Look, we've talked about this ad nauseum because we've had too much time to talk about this this offseason. Uh, but the reversal that occurred with both the Oilers' penalty killing and the Oilers' uh, power play over the course of the last two seasons, case in point, I'm not sure you're aware of this, but until the last week of November, during the 2016-17 season, the Edmonton Oilers' penalty killing was second in the NHL. So two years ago, for the first seven weeks of the year, the Oilers' penalty killing was second in the NHL. It fell to 18th the rest of the year. In other words, it was lousy for the final four full months of the season. Okay, And it stayed lousy all through last year, really into, until Todd McClellan took it over. And that's what happened. He took over the penalty killing uh, probably second or third week of February, and it was pretty good for the final six weeks. Now, many of you would say, Bob, who do you need to have as your best penalty killer? Your goaltender, Cam Talbot. And Talbot had a terrific save percentage for the first seven weeks of the season in 2016-17 on the PK. And it dropped, and there's a degree of truth to that. But there were some systemic and systematic issues that were undermining success for the Oilers. Uh, They also you know, brought along a couple guys to kill penalties that had never done it before at the NHL level. Drake Kajula. Uh, Zach Cassian. And that's why, to me, the signings of Kyle Brodziak and Tobias Reed are important for Edmonton because these guys have killed penalties before. A right shot faceoff guy in terms of Brodziak, a reader can skate. And so that'll also ease up perhaps the deployment of a guy like Connor McDavid and allow him to spend more time on the power play. Now, Specific to Rob Brown, who's got a connection to Manny Viveros. They know each other uh, from uh, St. Albert. If you take a look at what the Swift Current Broncos did the last couple seasons in the WHL, they had unbelievable power plays. This is the same sort of conversation we used to have with Chris Knobloch when he was in Erie. I mean, there were years where he was over 30%. I think, well, he won 50 games four straight years. McDavid was on that team for two of those four years, but not all four. And the power play still clicked somewhere between 28 to 30 percent the entire time that he was there. So to me, there's something about how the guys coach in the power play, and I'm hoping that Viveros can help that out. And again, because Edmonton's got some subtle acquisitions, Brodziak and Reader subtle acquisitions, that perhaps might allow Edmonton to do something like play Connor McDavid on both power play units, which is what I would do. And I think they have to get a guy like Milan Lucic going early in the year. So he's going to be the net front presence. And he's going to need to bring it. He's going to need to play right from the start and be put in a position to succeed. And if it's me, obviously McDavid, Dreisaitl, and I would assert Nugent Hopkins, given that he's going to play on McDavid's line probably to start the year, those guys will be uh, three of the other forwards on the power play. That means Oscar Clefbaum on the points. Now you have five left shots. 
Well, if you're going to go up with a five-left-shot uh, power play formation, McDavid's got to be set up on the left side uh, face-off circle. Now, conversely, second power play unit, if McDavid stays on that unit, you could have three right shots on that unit. Paul Yarby has to get some ice time in those roles. That's all there is to it, because they got to bring him along. Strom, perhaps in the middle bumper spot. So Paul Yarby on the offside for the one-timers. Matt Benning, as it stands now, because wait to another clip here and we'll get to something else. Matt Benning, as it stands now, on the point, and then maybe we're looking at a guy, I don't even know who we'd be looking at in terms of the net front presence. Could be a guy like Drake Kajula, who has got some quickness and could get that opportunity in that role. That's as it stands now. The Oilers, of course, signed uh, Jakob Jerebic last week after word came down that Edmonton would be without Andre Sekera for a lengthy time frame. I will be intrigued to see whether or not there's a decision made at some point during preseason when they have more information on the actual length of time that Sacra could be potentially out if Peter Sorelli decides to perhaps make a late addition on the back end. Let's not forget two years ago, at the start of the 2016-17 season, in the final week of September, the Oilers traded Neil Yakupov to the St. Louis Blues and then turned around and used the cap space to sign Chris Russell to a one-year deal at $3.1 million. We had Bob Nicholson on the show yesterday, and I asked him point blank, is it possible that Shirelli could make another move here? I think right now we feel fairly comfortable with where we are, and I think we have, you know, we've got more uh, pieces uh, on D than we've had in other years. But it doesn't mean uh, once we get to camp, if Peter uh, thinks that we need to do some type of an upgrade or some type of a trade, you know, those happen uh, before the season. But right now, I know Peter's comfortable where he is with the roster going into the season. All right, so that's Bob Nicholson on his appearance yesterday on Oilers Now. It is 12-17 in Edmonton when we come back in Oilers Now. We'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, elite promotional marketing, more than just sportswear. And uh, we'll hook up with Brad Whisker. He'll provide NHL today. We'll get some thoughts. Brad is from Ottawa. We will not hold that against him. Uh, and he- With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Grew up a Leafs fan. Now that I might hold against them. Uh, but we'll, uh, dis- we'll have a little bit of fun when we return in Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Oh, that's a, that's a new... I've not heard that return yet. So I'm, I'm told the podcast things are, are very popular. I, I got to be honest. I am... Uh, slowly working my way into the modern era. I've just figured out how to use YouTube, so that's a, that's a big thing for me. Uh, actually, to be honest with you, a little inside trade secret. Uh, before each game, what I do is I watch the last three or four uh, highlight packages of games that are played between Edmonton and the team that they're going to play, so then I can get reminded of goals and sequences of events and 
you know, maybe four or five years ago, I would have looked up the fights, but nobody fights anymore. Uh, we're going to bring Brad Whisker in right now, who's been kind enough to produce the show for us the last couple of weeks. We're going to get to first, Brad, we'll get to NHL today. It is presented by Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and his gang, they are cooking these days, and they can make it happen for you. Uh, what do you got for us? All right, Bob, the Montreal Canadiens, they expect Ford Max Pacioretty to be at training camp, despite ongoing trade rumors and talks of a contract extension seemingly stalled. Pacioretty heading into the final year of his contract that will pay him $4.5 million. The Habs captain had his worst totals last season since breaking into the league as a full-time player, just 17 goals and 37 points. Martin Brodeur has officially resigned as the assistant general manager in St. Louis. The latest suggestion is that Brodeur will return to New Jersey in some sort of front office capacity. Troy Browers found a new home weeks after being bought out by the Calgary Flames. The 33-year-old has signed a one-year deal with the Florida Panthers. Brower managed only 16 points last season in 76 games. Washington Capitals forward Tom Wilson says, well, he could care less about what people think of his new deal. Wilson, of course, signing a long-term deal this summer that will pay him close to $5.2 million per season. Critics say it's way too much for a guy whose career high in points is 35, which he posted last season, adding 15 more in the Capitals' Stanley Cup winning playoff run. The New York Rangers are no longer in the mix to sign KHL forward Sergei Shumakov, according to Larry Brooks of the New York Post. Shumakov recently had his contract terminated by CSKA Moscow. Russian sports reporters are saying the Washington Capitals could be a potential destination for Shumakov. Bob? All right. Well, first on Tom Wilson, uh, I mean, begrudging respect. At times, I felt he's been a little bit of a spot picker during the course of his career. Uh, There's no question he can skate, and that's what separates him between some of the other uh, baggage smashers over the years. I mean, a lot of people have significant questions about Milan Lucic's ability to get back to being what he was in Boston. And based on the back half of last year, it's a completely fair assessment. Uh, that's it. I think you, you got to at least give him an opportunity to see what he can do different. The one thing Wilson can do, Brad, he can he can skate. Like, he explodes through guys when he hits. And he, he does target top players. And he has turned down the occasional opportunity. There's very few guys left that do that sort of thing anymore. Uh, but the the super heavyweights and he's a big guy that plays a mean spirited game. And sometimes you gotta you know you're gonna have to drop the flippers. And there have been times where he hasn't seemed overly energetic to uh, do it. But he's become a pretty valuable player. So yeah, and almost 200 penalty minutes last season in a league where you know getting 140 or 150 yeah. that's an achievement these days. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean his game he's physical and he's fast. But where, where do you stand on it? I mean 5.2 million. Uh, you know what? They're coming off a Stanley Cup championship victory. He had 15 points. He was a significant part of their success. Guys get rewarded. They get paid. I mean, I remember back in 2006, the Oilers went on the extended playoff run, and on June the 30th, because it was a Saturday, uh, Edmonton signed Dwayne Rollison and Fernando Pisani to contract extensions at that time. And Pisani got like a four-year deal at $2.5 million. I remember talking to Kevin Lowe uh, after that day, and I mean, that... I mean, Rollison had backstopped the Oilers basically to, you know, the final and then got hurt in game one. And I was at an event, the Battle of Alberta event uh, for the Children's Advocacy Center down in Red Deer for a couple nights. And Arrow and Ethan Morrow was, and Mike Commodore were having a little exchange. And Morrow just said, hey, but if we had had Rolly, we beat you in that series. And it, it's, which just says nothing about marketing because marketing was good from the game that cost Edmonton was, I think, was game one. You know, you you blow that lead in game one, and and Ty Conklin went in for uh, 
because they alternated Conklin and Markkinen as backups. And then Mar- Markkinen went in for game two, and the Oilers got smoked 5 nothing. But, you know, let's not forget Conklin had a malfunction at the junction that der- led directly to the game-winning goal against Carolina in game one. And, and then Edmonton was flat for game two and then came back, and, you know, Markkinen played great final five games of the series. But... It just showed you, uh, you know, the orders had to reward those guys at that time. They're, the appetite in the city, I mean, that was also on the heels of coming to terms with the fact that Chris Pronger had requested a trade. And in fact, uh, you know, it was over the course of the next three days that Pronger was in fact moved. He was traded on July 3rd in the deal to Anaheim, which is going to bring us right to Ottawa. Now, you spent how much time in Ottawa? You grew up there? Oh, yeah. I lived there until I was uh, 24. All right. So this situation... There is a reoccurring theme, and we have our friend A.J. Jacobic on for Ottawa, and he talks about, you know, he basically called Eugene Melnick like Elizabeth Taylor. Like, she's she was married to eight different guys, Richard Burton twice. After a while, the reoccurring theme is it's Elizabeth Taylor. And in Ottawa, when you have all this drama, first-round Danny Heatley, and the orders were involved in that at one stage. Uh, you know, Daniel Alfredson twice, so I guess he would be Richard Burton once as a player and then later as a manager, and he subsequently quit as a manager with that organization. Uh, you know, you've got the inevitable situation uh, now currently with Carlson, and perhaps another one with Stone. I mean, that is it in your mind, is it as simple as they just need a new owner for Ottawa to get out of Because the, they're going to they're not going to, it's going to be a very difficult year in Ottawa this year. Oh, it is, and they've walked down this road before back in the day with Rod Bryden. Yeah. You know, so this is two owners now in the last 20 years that have not played well to the fan base. And, I mean, last year you start the season and they're blocking off seats in the upper deck. Yeah. An arena that only holds a shade over 18 is yeah. now holding 15 and a half to 16. So you're already admitting to the fans that, well, you didn't really show up in the playoffs the year before, so we're going to cut back on our seats and that's just a sign of... Can, can I tell you something? Go like, ahead. In, in my travels, the worst place to go to... I believe you. ...is Ottawa. Now, I'm an Albertan through and through, okay? So there's a little bit of that old school stuff in there, but it the, there's no atmosphere in the building. No. As you know, the building is miles away from downtown Ottawa, like 30 miles away. From the, yeah. It would be like if the arena was in Mournville. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And I grew up in East Ottawa. Right. So for me to go to a game in the car, like I ended up going by the bus because when you get in the car and you have to drive down the 417, it takes about 45 yeah. to an hour and 15 if you're on the in the East End. Yeah. And still, if you're downtown, it's taking you 45 minutes. So, so it shows the, you the value of having a downtown arena? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean, look at the success here. Yeah. And if, if you're Eugene Melnick... Which not everybody believed was going to occur here. And now they're way ahead of the paying off the CRL. Oh, Years ahead of paying off the CRL. Absolutely. And, I mean, Ottawa has the land available to have an arena downtown. Yeah. But the discussions, they start and then they stop in a matter of, you know, days. And Mel looks a huge part of the problem. But thanks, Brad. We'll get you to jump in a little bit later on. We'll get to more hockey-specific stuff. Jack Michaels is going to slide in a studio. Uh, we're going to discuss many different things. Some of which will have to do with the actual hockey team itself right now, though we're off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.